0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast.
1: I love her, and I can never leave her lonely. Ring, ring on the iPhone. That was my homie. He told me, you can make it out to LA, and you find Place to stay, we could make a little breast of what you thinking I think that sounds like a plan. Never buy spirit when you happen on a plane. Dang, all I need is one chance I like diggy to make it, and if I do, I'll bring my whole city
2: with me. Damn. It's a week of Friday, November 10th, 10th, 2017, and it's the Relevant, relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat
3: Cuffles. It is nice to see you, Cameron.
2: Over there on the ones and twos, it our illustrious producer, my brother. Chandler Strang, hello. There are a couple of other people in the studio, which maybe it'll come up later on the show.
3: But only one is your brother, and that is true. That's true. On the Skype line
2: from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey, hello, hello.
4: Nice pop filter. (laughs) Pop filter
2: sounds great. (laughs) Oh, and joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Uh,
4: Merry Christmas. It's nice to be here. It's it's Um, the the holiday season. um, The Christmas season. I prefer Happy Holidays.
2: Well, there's many. We're straddling several holidays right now, so
0: it would be very kind of you to say Happy Holidays, guys. Around the table, is it appropriate to go ahead and start decorating now that we're a week into November? Thoughts? No, because no. I I never put up a Christmas light in my own house and my own property in my life. If a wife, I didn't have a family, I don't know that I'd even do a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh no, no, but no this no. year I'm gonna that. embrace it. See, this is what you know. We we a longtime listeners know we've had an Ask Science Mike button.
2: This is when we need an Ashana button. Yeah, right. Because, uh, yeah.
3: because there's an actual answer here, but I feel like it would bring more authority coming from her.
2: Hey, before we move this so along uh, and do, uh, uh, in case you missed it... Uh, I wanted to tell you a little behind the scenes thing. There's a lot of people joining the relevant crew right now. We're, we're expanding and there's every week there's like new faces. We're doing name tags and meet and greets. It's a, uh, it's a whole thing. And uh, sitting in on this in the studio today is, is our new managing editor. And I wanted to introduce him. Uh, it's Andre Henry. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the podcast.
5: Hey, thanks. He's, Andre uh, he's,
2: he's sitting in on on the show today. Uh, now let me. Can I, so p- I'm
3: putting him on the spot. He wasn't planning no. on being on the on the mic. And I have to interrupt this for a second because I did not know that there was a new managing editor coming. There was probably some email. Of course, I did not check that. Maybe you told me and I forgot. But I'm just walking down the hall towards the studio a new guy, and I was like, "Hey, have we met before?" He's like, "No. Who are you?" And <laughs> he's the new managing editor. So yeah, it's a very exciting time. Andre relevant. just
2: moved here from LA. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: You're very cool. Have you always been cool?
5: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: really? When did you start to kind of realize you were sort of cool? Because you wear like cool bracelets and cool jackets and things. Have you always had a sense of style?
5: No, I did not. Really? Actually, that was how like, did it kick in? Um, Being made fun of. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. By who? Wow. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, That's a like, good motivation. Was, wait, how old were you when, when this... Let's dive
5: into this. This oh, is man. fun. This do do yeah. All yeah. My boss are going to be like, "This is a terrible story." Like, no, this tell is us. Like, no, I want to know. Adjust. Now you get curious. If you, are you okay sharing it with us? Like, and I'm okay sharing people? it, but I think all of you are going to be really sad after I tell the story. most of us on the podcast
3: have no feelings, so you can just <laughs> move on. <laughs>
0: Our feelings
5: eroded long ago. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I think there are two things that made me start like really paying attention to the way that I dress. Okay. The first was in college. One of the administrators at my school sat me down now. and told me now. that I smelt bad, what? Mm. that I was boring, and that I did not dress well. well and that moment changed. And my that's a Christian
2: university. That is at a Christian university.
5: That is, and that is, on- and that is only fifty percent of the event that made me start changing. Uh, that really uh, changed my style forever. I am wow. In and shock. the other fifty percent is probably just as bad
3: i cannot believe it so uh, did thinking? you did you leave
5: liberty at that point and go to no. a different <laughs> school
0: so uh, andre the, the the thing that i mean it's all super insulting but but was he what? saying like you, you dress
5: boring no i mean the boring comment was like what you mm. see is what you get kind of thing like there's no depth to you kind of thing <gasps> The oh dress, my God! So on top of it was the you don't dress well, so it was like well, a, it was like a negative sandwich. Let wow. me, uh, was he
2: trying to encourage you to like dress for the job you want, not the job you have, good, sort of thing? Good question. No, this
3: this, this is my coolest outfit that I me. own. Period. And it's you know, a black t shirt. that a black t-shirt. I wear t <laughs> shirt. It's one of four and,
0: black and, shirts. And I wear t- <laughs> nicely tailored dungarees. Eddie's <laughs> <laughs> coolest shirt that he has says a
5: breadcrumb and fish on
6: it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Science Mike and I have like randomly become friends via the internet, and one yes. of my favorite things is his fashion blog on Instagram. Oh, like he just gets yeah. on every day and goes, and today I wore a gray T-shirt. Yeah. <sighs>
3: he, he he is cool. And the clothing does not define doesn't it. doesn't matter yeah. at all. Yeah. to
5: that, Christian administrator. Yeah. <laughs> one it
0: time, I, 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 Andre, I too Seriously. went to a Christian school and I, for a, a, a degree requirement, had to anchor like the campus news for a brief time. And I was like, you know, one of the people that read the news on Jesse, the little TV these, news station. Do
2: these tapes exist anywhere? Does your mom have a copy?
0: I don't I don't even think my parents know that I did that because it was so terrible. I mean, you could call you could call the mass comm department at ORU. They, they might be. I have no idea. Well, pause. I, know, pause, I pause, still pause, pause, keep pause. pause, Jesse.
3: Yeah. You can call anyone who's listening to the show. Yeah. He just gave you instructions. You can just call the mass comm department at ORU and get a hold of these tapes. Tapes. They of might. Young Jesse anchoring the news. Yeah. I, What's my relevant email address? Eddie. Uh, Eddie, Eddie <laughs> at relevant if I you highly semis, doubt they exist. I, I highly, highly doubt, doubt they do they too, exist. but if but- they exist... Eddie. So at relevant whatever, magazine.com. Relevant magazine.
0: so, .com. There you go. So camera K- Cameron was familiar with my hair length at the time because it was uh I, I did an internship around that time. Early two thousand
2: shaggy would be yeah. you know, you know the look. Like that kind of mop haircut thing. Yeah. Jessie, bet, right? yeah, but but, but
0: I but I was also a huge napper in college, and many of my <laughs> appearances was was <laughs> minutes. Of, I was in a deep sleep minutes after being uh, uh before being on the air most of the time uh-huh. like an alarm would was go like in a morning dorm. show no it, it was, was in it the afternoon. afternoon it was in the oh, afternoon okay. but i had about an hour gap between that's just enough time for me to catch a snooze somewhere in a hidden nook of the building right. anyway so i would do it and 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 i looked a little i you know probably not like a tv anchor should look and so uh i was walking and and, a, and an administrator saw me i'd never met this guy before never seen him but i guess he had seen the local the news and he recognized me. and He goes, "Hey, Ron Burgundy, it's time to cut your hair." <laughs> and I was like, ha, 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 "Good one, man. That's a good one." And he goes, "No, I'm serious. You're on the campus TV. You please cut your hair." And wow. I was okay. like, "Oh, let, let me just say." So you're a worship
2: leader. You're okay. on TV. So y'all are projecting the school's image, and exactly. you're,
0: you know, I I get it now that I, he I, and I get he had it. a bone to I, I get but, it. But, but, but the, Andre, but, in your situation, yeah. it deeply affected Do you. Mine. I went and took a nap. Oh, Ooh, that was
5: idea. Yeah, cool. yeah, but did, again, yeah. like it was one of two events, like so. It, like yeah. the the it was a one-two punch.
3: Yeah, Jesse's story was nowhere close to as awful as yours. No, like Jesse no, probably no, it needed, wasn't at all. It wasn't at all. I'm just a saying. Haircut.
0: All I'm, my whole point is Christian school administrators can evidently be catty. I'm not yes. making an equivalence here. Yeah,
3: <laughs> if that, yeah, definitely catty. Well. Anything else we should know about you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Andre, I, real quick, I, yes. I've been uh, Nathan and I have been have been teasing out this segment that where we have different like authors, thinkers, and artists come on, and I downloaded an app that asks like interesting questions. It's called Get Grabbing, right? And okay. I was thinking about doing lightning rounds with you know different different people, so not to do the average interview. Can I test a couple of these out on you? I've just picked up my phone. But this is a good trial This is
2: good because listeners are going to get to know Andre for a number of reasons. One, we're going to be spitting out a lot of video content and audio content moving forward. And Andre will be one of the main faces you'll see on our platform. So... Uh, as that rolls out, it'll be good for you guys listening today to get you know know him more. Mm-hmm. You'll feel connected to him. So yeah, Jesse, why don't we do a quick lightning round of get to know Andre <laughs> uh, questions from your app.
0: Okay. And I, mind you, this is a free app. And this is the second time this app has been open. And it appears to have categories. And I'm starting in the family fun category. Family Got it? fun. All right. <laughs> Would you rather live in a treehouse or
5: a boat? Oh, Mm, Treehouse, really yeah. interesting, huh? Black people don't like water. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean like we like to shower, but I mean like we don't like swim and stuff. Can Generally, I ask yeah. you a well, question? The boat, you're not swimming.
3: You're speaking but in a pretty broad. Could
5: happen. It's true.
3: <laughs> you're It's a pretty
5: broad. sweet like brush there.
3: Are we okay? saying yeah. that. Yeah, it well, is. Well, we can
2: say I could say, you know white people do blah blah blah. Yeah, but you it's wouldn't okay. be you wouldn't be right. I would speak for I could I, there are very white things. Oh yeah, that I could say, you know white people okay. were like this. Yeah. So for all the
5: people who who like will take that very literally. Hopefully they don't exist, but if you like, no black people like getting in water. We're, to we're swim, talking
3: a nice majority. Yeah, I mean, of black people, you're sh- saying do not like
2: water. He wants
5: to live in a treehouse. That's all we're saying. There are some stereotypes about black people that I fit, and not swimming is one of them. <laughs> there <you go>. so, <laughs> welcome to Florida. Yeah. Well yeah. Florida,
3: and also welcome to a conversation yeah. that none of us can really yeah. be a yeah. part hey, of. Like, hey, thanks for a debate, debate, your words. Thanks for debating him, <laughs> him <laughs> on that. By the way,
0: Eddie. Yeah. That was, yeah. I'm like I'm you seem qualified to debate him on that. Let's have some real talks about race. You and me,
3: <laughs> right away,
5: right away. Let me yeah. teach you something about black people. But Andre, you gotta like.
0: something you may not know. Actually, <laughs> <Andre. laughs> Eddie's real talks about race should be a segment, and most yeah, of it's Eddie's the same thing. <laughs> <is laughs> substantive race. as whether he thinks most black people would rather live in a treehouse or a boat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Andre,
5: what did you want to be when you when you grew grow up? The, the first like, thing you I kid? ever wanted to be was a fireman. Okay. Oh, oh. That our yeah. office is
2: directly across from a fire station. Yeah, I've given so, up on that dream. Okay, well, but, okay.
5: but that was the first thing I ever wanted to do. I okay. A okay. little traditional little boy dream? Yeah. Good one. I mean, I thought there were only three jobs in the world. Like, right. you're a fireman, a police, police officer, man, or an a doctor, astronaut. or something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Then okay, I you definitely
3: would, choose firemen.
5: Then I discovered Bob Marley got paid for making music, and my life changed like, forever. Whoa whoa, <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa, Hold on a second. Wait, wait, <laughs>
0: Andre, would you rather be the fastest person you know or the strongest person you know? Strongest. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
3: Ripping a phone book in half? That's the coolest. Like the power team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Think of how many souls you'd save for Jesus if you were able to read phone books. And all half. the high
2: school gymnasiums would be packed.
3: I'm already broken. Yeah, b- because you know it. how
0: impressive it is when a guy can run fast. Not that impressive because you yeah. just look like a guy running. Like yeah. if I saw a guy and he's not next to other guys running, yeah. and he's just like, it's like yeah. I got nothing to compare it to. It's like I mean, I guess that's fast. I mean, it's like a human running. Yeah. But if you're lifting up, if you're carrying a phone book, I know great, I can't do that. But otherwise, I'm like. That seems fast. I guess. Yeah. Like I don't know. But the other thing too is, I always picture myself being able to run as fast as anyone. Like when I watch the Olympics, I'm like, on a good day, if I'm loose, I can run that fast. I you know? that. But yeah, I never amazing. think that about the power lifter. Yeah. That's true. I never th- But when I any race I watch, it was like, oh, if it wasn't the hurdles, I could probably do that event. I mean, <laughs> All
5: right. What's the next one? What's the worst punishment you've ever gotten? Oh Lord.
2: That's a hard
7: one.
5: Well. I mean that's not a hard one. I just don't know if we want to talk oh. about it. You oh. Know? Oh. You know, like, <laughs> oh. oh, okay. The well, worst. we can skip. Okay, you I, can get. A I pass can talk about the most want. creative punishment. Like, okay. my you had mom. to run really fast for hours. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> run really creative fast for hours. <laughs> no, I mean that's like. Well, which? What was the? What was the most painful thing you ever gotten beaten with? Is actually what that question is. But for
2: real, me too. Yeah, you my know, mom, like, uh, when when uh, Chandler was a little kid. Uh, he was into, like, armor and stuff, and he had one of these big plastic swords, oh, yeah. like, yeah, like is, one of those, like... This is a wild one. Whatever, the sword of the shield, all of yeah, stuff. he had all that stuff, right, right. and I mouthed off to my mom, I was back in the laundry room, and she blocked the hallway, and she grabbed whatever she could, and she grabbed that yeah. sword, yeah. and I, like, tried to run by her, and I'm, like, <laughs> in high school, and she just waxed me so hard with that sword Broke that it, it shattered all oh, over my, on my body. Yeah. But that wasn't even the worst beating I got. I mean, I've. I mean, yeah. you know, my my southern family. Yeah. yeah, you you get you get beat. Yeah, I mean, it's and, just it's whatever's but, close. Let's, by.
3: let's just hop in here for a second. No, <laughs> no, you, no, you <laughs> no, you don't. No, you <laughs>
7: don't. Like, I, I can handle.
0: I can handle all this. No, you don't get beat. Not only is it a southern family, but like probably uh, uh, us and a lot of our listeners, they grew up in a time in the church where. If your parents actually the closest object to them was a real sword that was kept <laughs> that on was... hand for spiritual warfare demonstration purposes, that wouldn't be shocking Fair either. Game. So you're lucky it wasn't an actual sword they had. Cities, yeah. I by. think
5: the I think the most random thing my sweet mother ever grabbed because she was like the sweetest person in the world was a plunger. That was like the oh. the oh, weirdest hard. thing I ever yeah. got. So what with. end did you get hit with? Yeah, that's important. I I feel like it was the suction end.
0: Mm. (laughs) Which is gross. (laughs) I gotta be honest, that Mm. doesn't sound that bad. It's not painful,
5: but it's kind of rubbery, but it's disgusting. It was not for, I'm like, she didn't foresee herself ever hitting me with a plunger. So, I mean, you know, it was just like, dear Lord. Your parents didn't spank you? No.
3: no, but spankings? that explains why I'm such a. I, mean, I guess I'm such a terrible person, right? Had I, I learned a little <laughs> discipline, and maybe gotten beaten, I wouldn't yeah. have you know, been a
5: little bit more afraid. The most creative though was my mom told me I couldn't write songs for a week. Like she, oh, uh, she, uh, she, like, she was oh, like, no wow. writing songs. And I, uh, I just little, went back to my room, like, yeah, that's not little, happening. Little, my mom, my mom, um, she
2: my mom <laughs> would yeah. make would put me on TV restriction, yeah, and like, restriction. And, and like, I couldn't watch Webster. And that really, that's oh wow, that crushed me. Yeah, because that was my favorite show, and I, she would put sure. me on Webster restrictions. My heart hurts so bad for
3: you. Yeah, that's rough.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, Andre, you just gave me a really devious idea. If I could go back in time, I would act like all the time, like when we're watching TV or hanging out as a family or driving in the car, act like I'm doing really complicated math problems because I love them <laughs> because I hate math. <laughs> and I would just be like writing random numbers and it really like complicated. No <laughs> math for a and week, then when I get yeah. in trouble, she's like, "No math for a week, you know, <laughs> sucker." It's hook line and sinker, mom. You're gonna you're gonna raise the type of kid who goes to college with unkempt hair and takes a lot of naps. So, okay, Andre, oh, hang on. I just realized it's gonna. I can't. This is like I said. This is a free app. I just came to the point in these questions where I realized they ran out of ideas. I got to read at least the next two because it's clear the writers of this app ran out of ideas at this point. Hey, Andre, yeah. <laughs> these are terrible questions. What? Who would even think of this? What would it be like to have <laughs> magnetic fingertips? It's not
5: even a question about you. What would it be like in general, like if, if a if a man?
2: Like, I, I think oh there was yeah. probably some substances oh, being
3: yeah. uh, partook in a yeah, late no, night they just, session. They just left. <laughs> <laughs> they went outside. Yeah. But, wait, nice, but wait for the next in-hand. one. Wait for the next one. Could you? Wouldn't it be nuts to have like fingers and stuff? (laughs) Could you
5: use your cell phone if you had magnetic fingertips? No. It would ruin your phone. It would ruin your phone. You wouldn't be able Uh, to handle any tape. So it would be hell. It would be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Here's the next.
0: Here's the next one they came after. They came up with after that singer. It's actually a yes or no, which is, seems like a terrible idea, <laughs> and it's a terrible yes or no thing question. Do you think it would be fun to have a tail? <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and at this point, they're doing peyote at Joshua Tree and, doing their, and just like tails. Like all of us have tails already. This is
5: this is the official app of Burning Man. I hope <laughs> that your right. app like has like way. To actually discuss this question, because I'm I'm not even yes or no. I'm like, oh wait, I want to know about what kind of tail. What? (laughs) I'm just thinking like, why would anybody say yes? Why would anybody want a tail? Is it a long tail? (laughs) Why would you want
2: a tail? Is
0: it fur? It could be a tail tail that has utility. But why would
2: you want one? Like your life is completely the same. But that
0: I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad I tested this because I was thinking about playing this game with like NT Wright. But actually, I'm pretty sure if NT Wright came on here and we asked him if you think it'd be fun to have a tail, that's a podcast people want to hear. So John, let's book N.T. Wright and make sure I bookmark this tail question. I'm interested on this. It take might be though. easier
5: to balance in general if you had a tail. That's true. That's
0: true. I could swat flies away from that's my hind. Or like you can like,
2: lean on it like a like a cane. You can like lean on it. You always have like an easel or a yeah, step. You know, you just lean back. Um, Andre, it's uh, good to get to know you, and yes. I'm excited for people to start to see the stuff that you're gonna that we're gonna create together. And uh, I'm glad you're on the team. Welcome.
5: Yeah, glad to be here.
2: All right, uh, moving the show along, it is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for.
7: In case you missed it.
2: Well, before we get into the entertainment and culture stuff, obviously our our thoughts and prayers are with the people of um, Texas and Sutherland Springs specifically yeah. after that tragedy that happened on Sunday. Um, in the church, I just feel like every week there's just another horrific event that if we don't acknowledge it, you know, it would be, yeah. um, you know, thoughtless of us. So,
3: yeah. And if, if anybody has been, I mean, I know Tyler, you've been, you and I have been pr- pretty uh, vocal on Twitter and stuff and talking about this idea of our thoughts and prayers enough. But I, I just like, I do think it's really important for people to know, well, I do think it's important for us to be praying for the families that were affected. They had like half of their church mm-hmm. killed. I mean, it was a, like, not that it's, yeah. it, it's just, there's just so many yeah. layers to why it's awful, yeah. but that's just like, it was a small church where everybody knew each other yeah. and a, in a small city and children were killed. And it's just like, we are just praying for God's mercy in the midst of unspeakable, horrific tragedy. I'm really sorry.
2: On NPR, there was a reporter who, uh, from San Antonio, uh San Antonio uh NPR station who kind of gave a report of the area and he said, you know, just talking to the people of that town, it, so many of them, you know, living in a rural environment felt like all the tragedies happening in the world were like big city problems and like they yeah. were almost insulated from it. Yeah, And he said the thing that is so, you know, like you can't ever you can't go back and like, yeah. like the, like the safety and the, you know, that innocence of small town America is like forever gone now, especially yeah. for the people who live in that area.
3: Well, and I will also say like for me personally, it was a little weird because this was the first one that I found myself being desensitized to. Like I was like, huh, wow, that's a bummer. And then I, I like, I thought, no, 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 you got to lean into this. This can't be normal. Yeah. Even yeah. though it is normal, you can like, I can't treat this as normal. I need to really, so I like, really dug in and watched the news and read the stories and made because wherever we land on this and whatever co- the conversation is, we're going to have, and I know we can talk about this at, like on different forums, but we, this can't just be normal. No, we, this yeah. just can't be okay. Right? right. It was crazy. I was like watching the news at the end of the, the newscast that day. And there, I was assuming that I was going to catch the last half of the news and there'd be commentary and they were just doing like an alligator was found and the blah, blah, blah. It's like, no it's like, Oh, I see. I mm-hmm. see. this is this mm-hmm. is just the first five minutes of the newscast. And so we got to lean in and make sure this does not become normal. Right. And it is not. And we're really sorry.
0: Yeah. It's one. Of, I, I you know, I my son who's four has recent like he came home the other day and he's like, oh, man, um, hey, dad, uh, it's really good that nobody died today. And I was like, yeah. oh, why, why would you say that? He's like, well, the flag was at the top of the pole. And because he's come to know that when they put the flag at half mast, it's because of a national Mm. tragedy. And it's one of those things where it happens so frequently that a child recognizes it. And I think it's one of those things for Christians, we need to stay vigilant and we need to stay active and we need to make sure that we're taking actions that we think can prevent these types of things from happening. And it's a... it's devastating, and yeah, like you said, Eddie, Eugene Cho tweeted something this morning yeah. about we can't make this normal. We cannot allow this ourselves to just accept the fact that this is now a part of daily regular life. We have to do something, and we have to get active, whether that means, uh, you know, for some people politically, for some people, uh, you know, helping, whether it's with mental health <coughs> activism— we have to be, um, we have to be active. We have to be aware and we, we can't allow it to ever, it always has to be uncomfortable and it always has to hurt. Well,
7: you
2: know, moving the segment along, I just want y'all to know a little behind the scenes. Normally we, rec- we record mid to late in the week and this week we're recording on Monday. So this is the day right after the tragedy. Uh, we're recording on Monday cause I'm actually going to be in LA on Tuesday and Wednesday and that messes up the schedule. So if there's other news that happens or there's yeah. other things, just give us some grace. Yeah, so this, we're recording at the wrong, wrong spot and, this yeah. week.
0: And so. like Eddie said, we're making a, uh, you know, I was emailing with Andre and the team, you know, we were emailing last night about some, you know, making sure that we have coverage. And so, you know, stay tuned to the site for more. And yeah, it's kind of an awkward time for us to record, given that you won't hear it for days after this is done. But
2: All right. Well, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Denzel Washington said he's given up drinking Yes, to focus on God. This is the an interesting doing, story. Yeah, yeah the, the actor was doing an interview hmm. uh, about his new drama, Roman J. Israel Esquire.
3: Yeah, I saw the preview for that. Yeah? It looks good. When the interview uh, with a
2: Christian Post reporter suddenly turned to his faith and trying to reach millennials, the 62-year-old actor said, My mother said to me when I was 59, she said, Denzel, you do a lot of good. Uh, you have to do good the right way, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't drink anymore. I don't do any of those things. I'm all about the message. You have to be unafraid and unashamed to share it in the way your millennial generation knows how. He said that social media and technology trends have recently taken some darker, more negative directions, but it's important to recognize their effects on us and use them for good. He said, we better understand that we are addicted to this, uh, he said holding up a phone, it's not its fault. It's a magnification and a reflection of our own free will. I pray for your generation. What opportunity you have. Don't be depressed by it because we have to go through this. We're here now. You can't put that thing back in the box. And then he went on to talk about how great it'd be to
3: have metal fingertips.
0: <laughs> He's like, if this generation only had magnetic fingertips, we wouldn't fall into the trap of social right. media. And he yeah. had a brand new app that he was trying pretty hard to promote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, then, then he asked the reporter, appeared, though he hadn't put a lot of time into yeah. it. And Then he asked the reporter, he said, what's one random question the reporter was like "Uh, you think it'd be cool to have a tail and he's like that's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) let's workshop that
2: hey in case you missed it Kendrick Lamar preached his own version of the Beatitudes on the new U2 track Uh, so U2 released a track get out of your way off their upcoming album songs of experience last week and it featured another collaboration with the acclaimed rapper uh, you two previously appeared on Kendrick's song, XXX. Um, at the end of the song, Kendrick preaches a tongue-in-cheek take on Jesus's Beatitudes, pointing out the hypocrisies of modern cultural values with lines like, Blessed are the arrogant, for there is, for theirs is the kingdom of their own company. Here's a clip.
7: Blessed are the arrogant, for there's the kingdom of their own company. Blessed are the superstars. For the magnificence in
6: their light we understand better our own insignificance blessed out of filthy the rich for you can only truly own what you give away like your pain
3: so when Kendrick makes up Bible stuff it's awesome when I do it I get emails right <laughs> I I love Kendrick
2: yes but man I I'm not feeling that new U2 song. It makes me sad yeah. about... Well, you
3: don't have to worry about it. Kendrick's still Kendrick, even though he yeah. appeared with U2. <laughs>
2: they, they, there's some
0: affection between them, though. Like, Kendrick... Uh, uh, like uh, Again, I think Kendrick is progressive and arguably one of the most important artists making music today. And I think U2's days are <laughs> long, <laughs> their best days are long behind them. They so put it on is a great show,
2: but they were wise in doing the Joshua tree tour this past yeah. year versus yeah. you know yeah. new stuff. People
0: are interested in you YouTube for what they did, not what they are doing, where it's the Uh-oh. exact opposite with Kendrick. Interesting. <laughs> Real interesting. Hey, in
2: case you missed it this week, several high profile NFL owners are being deposed in the Colin Kaepernick collusion case. The former 49ers quarterback and current NFL free agent recently filed a grievance against the NFL, claiming that teams were colluding against him to prevent him from signing with a team. Um, You know, Obviously, he was the one who started the kneeling protests and stuff, and so he feels like he's been blacklisted. Uh, If it can be proven true, it would be a violation of the league's collective bargaining agreement. Now, several of the league's biggest names are being forced to hand over emails, text messages, and information related to Kaepernick. Among those being deposed are Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, Texans owner Bob McNair who's nobody's a fan of right now. Yeah uh, Seahawks owner Paul Allen and Seahawks coach Pete Carroll Carroll notably worked out Kaepernick over the summer and said he believes he is a starter in this league. Ultimately the team didn't sign him um, this is going to get interesting. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, if there if there are if there's a written exchange between Paul Allen or any of those guys, but particularly Pete Carroll, who did a workout with um, <clears throat> Kaepernick to, as a backup, as a viable backup for Russell Wilson. But if it comes out that uh, uh, the the team owner didn't want to sign him because he was afraid of the you protests, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that is collusion. And if some of these owners are all texting and emailing about it, Kaepernick could be, uh, not only could he be signed, but he could also win quite a settlement if they, they can prove lost wages. And, and good for him because he's, he's, I don't feel like he's just doing this to try to work again. He's trying to expose what is looks to be like potentially corruption at the highest levels of the national uh, football league. Racial bias. I think it, history is going to look back very favorably on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah.
3: Oh, yes. And it's getting harder and harder to watch and support the NFL. And I hate saying that because it's like fun to watch football. But it is just turning into like morally objectionable to this. I mean, we're
2: rearing into the relevant is doing a sports podcast territory. This is a hot take that Jesse had. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Jesse and... uh... Same, Yeah, I mean, hey, uh,
0: not to not to plug again, Eddie, but it's the headline <laughs> making. Uh, they actually, the Chicago Tribune did a, a write up about the last episode of the show uh, related to this uh, Sam and I's comments about uh, Bob McNair and his comments, and and remember, like wow. the morally objectionable part of the NFL. I mean, there there are lots of things to be concerned about, but what you're referencing here, Eddie, remember it's at the top. Remember, this is players versus owners. So if you're choosing to boycott the league. Or, or not watch football. Obviously, that's your right as, as a fan and a TV viewer. But remember, it, it, you know the players are the ones out there on the field. The players are the ones who have decided to take the platform that they've been given and use it to expose injustice. So it, it's not as it's not as uh, black and white as something as I'm going to boycott because I think what the owners are doing are morally objectionable. You know, what you could do you could just buy Pizza Hut instead of Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
7: it's, but it's up, also
2: guys.
3: it's also not it's also not just this. It's also all of the like how they treat the health issues of right. players and stuff. Right. I'm not saying I'm yeah. out. I'm just saying like no, you're the, right. The, the you're shine right. is definitely off the NFL 100%. It's back to like it's back to like getting into the NBA again or trying yes. In case
2: you missed it, Boni Justin Vernon surprised a fan with a private performance, and it was <laughs> incredible. As part of the new one-to-one video series, hand-selected fans are chosen to be an audience of one for a performance of their favorite band. The entire thing is a surprise to the fan who's selected from a music festival audience and is blindfolded and put into a room. Once there, the fan is treated to a private mini concert by one of their favorite artists, uh, Justin Vernon played the song Bon Iver 8, Circle, and it was awesome. Here's
7: a clip. I will run, and rob Have to cry, still can't stop me. on the fires, one more time, just pass me, back. I'm gonna make it happen.
2: That would be my help. I would mean, that would or be it so is awkward, uh, it is awkward, comfortable Because the PG. moment
3: someone says hey let me blindfold you and take you to a room <laughs> is the moment I begin hitting and swinging using emergency words fighting I mean, <laughs> doing whatever <laughs> I have to do I and mean, then emergency take the blindfold <laughs> off and like
2: Drake is standing there to like rap at me
0: uh, no yeah. thank you like hello you know like yeah this is this <laughs> would not be a <laughs> who good, is it more hilarious. comfortable who is it more uncomfortable for the artist or the person because yeah. and where it, and like because the, I feel like at least the artist you have like it's with Justin Vernon, he's playing an acoustic the guitar. So he can at least look down at his fingers. If you're the person, where are you looking? Right. The only place to look is right in their eyes. Cameron, I know that anyone that we're, we've we're <laughs> in music journalism, right? Yeah. Anyone that has done this job long enough has ended up in a situation where they're in a closed, confined space with an artist, and they're like, "Hey, man, you got to hear my new track." Yeah. And they yeah. put it on, and so you're sitting like on a couch together, or you're sitting in like a closed office together, and they put it on, and you suddenly be become aware instantly way am I looking at them in the eyes while this song is playing? Am I staring blankly into a wall? There's no good place to look because they're looking at you. I've been in this
2: situation way too many times. Here's what you do. You got to kind of look down at the table yeah. as though you're really intently listening. Right. Almost half the, half the song, uh-huh. your eyes are even closed. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they're like, oh, he's really <laughs> into it. <laughs> right. And then like you look up at the end and be like, oh man, that was amazing. Yep. Thank, yep. thank yep. you so much. Right. So you know that. the whole time they're staring at your face looking oh, for the slightest but,
4: twitch. Right. You know?
2: That's what I'm saying. But But that's different from
3: a concert because you have to be looking at him as he's playing the what song are you, what at are you, you doing these I mean really like she's just I saw the, <laughs> yeah, the, the picture like, it's just, they're just staring at each other oh it's the worst it's like and, and what do you <laughs> clap <laughs> Well, like clap during the song or you, you're kind of swaying along like Katy Perry's there doing swish swish and you're kind of just dancing along or what are do you doing? Is, is there any I artist who would song. be good
4: at it like is there a musician who could really put you at ease and be like hey I know this is weird We're, let's just skip we, we both you have to be here I have to be here let's just get through this and it would be like then you'd be like oh okay I can deal with this for three or four songs
3: I gotta say, I can answer you. I can answer right. you too Jesse I'm sure we have the same answer you want to just say it on three? <laughs> One, One two, <laughs> two, three. the
0: guy Yadi. that plays saxophone phone without a
7: saxophone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're pretty close. <laughs> 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 Go
0: back and listen if you guys don't get to to that joke. It's yeah. Almost the same easy. answer. Uh,
2: and lastly, in case you missed it, this week, Ben Affleck made a huge announcement. Uh, he announced that he would be following the footsteps of filmmaker Kevin Smith by donating all of his future residual checks from movies he made with Miramax and the Weinstein company because of the recent revelations of repeated sexual abuse by film mogul, Harvey Weinstein. Um, uh, Affleck collaborated with the Weinstein-affiliated companies for films, including Goodwill Hunting, Gone Baby Gone, and The Company Man. I mean, big films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He explained to a Fox 5 reporter in LA, I just didn't want to cash any more checks from the guy. Uh, It was Kevin's idea. I thought it was a good one, and I hope it catches on. Some people probably couldn't afford to give all those residuals away, but even if you're doing 10%, you know, that's something. The donations will go to an organization that supports independent film as well as the anti-sexual assault organization RAIN. RAI and then Affleck himself recently issued an apology after actress Hillary Burton revealed that Affleck groped her during an appearance on MTV's TRL in 2003. Yes. My goodness.
3: I mean, yeah. And similar news, Kevin Spacey man. will be in a charity golf tournament next weekend. Just and now it's all okay. So weird.
0: Well, I don't. I, well, so yeah, weird. I mean, I, I don't think it's okay, but I do think it's no. I, don't I mean, think it's okay it's,
3: either. I think I was being
0: sarcastic and it didn't big work. Big
3: time <laughs> sarcastic. I could see the look in his
2: eyes. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, obviously you're being sarcastic, but I'm saying like he's he's giving money that he made with someone. It doesn't make anything he's done better, and it doesn't mean that you know if you choose not to support his work anything anymore. Uh, that that isn't the right call but it, I think the the idea of it, people that get residuals from movies that were made with Harvey Weinstein uh, giving those away if they can do it is a positive thing yes that is it a, good sends thing. a it sends a message yes. you know for sure alright well that'll do it for in case you missed it stay tuned
2: up next slices. I'm just
7: sitting here Another night, another stranger's door, open when it opens, i see you.
2: You're listening to Kygo. The song is I See You, featuring Billy Roffle. You, Billy Raffle. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Social Club Misfits with their new single, Say Goodbye. That was a dope track. Well, this week's slices segment is brought to you by HelloFresh, a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. HelloFresh makes it easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. No more time-consuming meal planning or grocery shopping. You can enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night, or worry about gathering ingredients week after week. Uh, with HelloFresh, you can choose your delivery day for when it works best for your busy schedule, and you can even pause the account for weeks at a time when you're out of town. I actually did that. I went I went and looked at my fall f- travel schedule, yeah. and I paused uh, a few weeks coming up because I wouldn't be there for the majority of the week, and I didn't want to, you know, waste good the, good the meals. It's yeah. a good feature. All, all the ingredients... Uh, all of HelloFresh's ingredients come in pre-measured uh, and handy labeled meal kits. So you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And it's delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And there are three plans to choose from. Classic, veggie, and family. Right now, HelloFresh is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash relevant and enter relevant Thirty. Uh, that is hellofresh.com, uh, slash relevant. And then enter offer code relevant 30, get $30 off your first meal. You'll like it. All right. It's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse?
0: All right. Well, we kind of teased this one a little bit. And in case you missed it about a a Twitter war that broke out this week between two very well-known pizza brands. The first one is a a brand that had made uh, headlines for a a really first, what seems like incredibly stupid comments coming from uh, Papa John himself, the guy who owns Papa John's. Uh, They had their sales are down. Their stock has plummeted recently and he's blaming it on uh, basically his implication was that it's because of the NFL protest and because the NFL owners aren't cracking down more. People aren't buying Papa John pizzas, yeah. which is absurd. Yeah, totally because, makes sense. Yeah, because Papa John's is evidently, if you were to ask me before this, who's the official pizza of the NFL? <laughs> I would have no, I could have blindly guessed, no, but I, any
2: guess. I would have said Papa John's because of all the Peyton Manning commercials.
0: I, I know it's Peyton Manny but he, I again like I didn't know that that it was a league affiliation or there, I know Pop I know that Peyton Manny is a spokesperson but if Dan Marino showed up in pizza commercials I wouldn't think no, that they ever necessarily
2: Dan Marino is NutraSlim NutraSystem for men.
0: But is NutraSlim or NutraSystem the official uh dietary meal replacement liquid of the NFL? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't think that. I wouldn't know. I mean maybe they are. And the other thing is too even if they were, does anyone before they buy a product be like, "Hang on, is this the official pizza of the NFL?" I think it's so stupid, <laughs> like the official sponsors. Oh, Michelin. Okay, this is the official tire of the NBA. I'm definitely buying that one because tires are somehow related to the sport I like. It's it's totally dumb, and it it, it was a really bad take, and it's costing because their stock has dropped even more since they said it. But that's not the real story. The real story is how DiGiorno, <laughs> poke them into a hilarious twitter fight. It was only hilarious on one sided. It was hilarious on the DiGiorno's pizza side. So for those who don't know, DiGiorno is the the the, the frozen bake them at home pizzas which are pretty cheap and they're not too bad. My only thing is with their slogan. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Yeah. Because you know how many people, how many families, uh, you know, the someone has come out of the kitchen with a DiGiorno pizza and someone mistook it for a delivery zero. <laughs> it is literally never literally it is never, never happened where someone be like where'd you get this pizza delivered from and they oh it's not delivery it's DiGiorno it has never happened in the history (laughs) of DiGiorno's pizza right because everybody's
3: like yeah I know because I heard the oven beep and then you I heard I I heard you preheating the oven for like 25 minutes I literally made one. one for going last night and he was like oh it's
2: not bad like uh, it's yeah, not right. bad you know like you yeah. never would have thought this is you know right. Papa John's and
3: he knew nobody came to the door he never heard a doorbell <laughs> ring like yeah. he's a very smart <laughs> child yeah.
0: it's, a, it's a bad slogan but I, but I give it to them because they because they, they didn't just go they didn't just throw shade they went cold they went straight up mean their yeah. first tweet was a pizza it was it was just emoticons and it was a pizza one it was a little pizza symbol with a stock symbol going up and it said us and then it was one <laughs> that said them it was a pizza slice <laughs> with a stock plummeting great and it joke. said them great joke. then they go because they're going right for the jugular here yeah. this isn't yeah. playing around yeah. this is like when you get like when you're joking around with a buddy about something and they get super personal instantly and it's like whoa take a step back you <laughs> didn't have to say <laughs> tyler, you have to bring the family t- into it <laughs> tyler are you
3: gonna bring up what happened this week or am i what what happened, what happened this week pretty rough conversation between two very very well-known podcast celebrities really yes
2: on, tw- on twitter on twitter I,
4: I
3: don't even know about this you're great you're
4: breaking tyler, news tyler you were right in the middle of it it's me and prop <laughs> i was fr- i was Oh, I'm sorry. Eddie. That was so boring
3: that I just forgot.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> a lot of shade being thrown back and forth between me and propaganda about what. Uh, now I do remember. I, oh, that... you're just likening yourself to DiGiorno. Mm. Papa John. I'm, I'm just being dumb. I wrote the best tweet of all time, uh-huh. and uh, Prop then began to tell me how not funny I was. Well, was
2: it the one where you you didn't know that the the phrase?
3: Yeah, I correctly? I used I used a real minor version of a very popular phrase. It wasn't quite wrong. What was it's the just phrase? Tyler, would you do this? Because I'm too embarrassed.
4: I, no, this is all uh, you brought this up. Don't bring <laughs> no, me into this. Yeah, Eddie,
0: time to own it. You you interrupted <laughs> my slice right when it's no, getting good. You, oh, this better be oh, good. Oh.
3: Yeah, hold on. Let me pause and you let you finish your slice and then I'll bring his, it back up his at the pizza end. slice. Yeah, please. Oh,
4: yeah. No, see. This, this is
0: the pizza slice. Hmm. Excellent joke, hmm. Dad. <laughs> uh, see, that's uh, so the sort of
3: stuff that
4: Eddie I wish was delivering on Twitter. <laughs> delivering like this pizza
3: slice. Uh, okay, all the don't, joke I made was. I guess you could, I guess you could say Tyrese has put himself between a rock, the rock and a hard spot.
2: Yeah, that's right. Where, you know, there's now a beef, let's pause. there's a re, there's a beef between oh, the rock yeah, and Tyrese. Yeah. Now they've squashed it apparently. Right. And you chimed in with this right. timely between two, two the two rock days after this. And a hard
3: spot, right? Which is not necessarily typically it's a hard place. And Tyler yep. pointed that out yeah. and I owned up to that. And then that's when propaganda got in and said, you're so funny on the podcast. <laughs> but as soon as you open Twitter, you are not funny. <gasps>
2: that <laughs> that's, really, wow. that's just like that that's is, like an administrator sitting really down mean. saying you smell and
0: you're boring.
3: Yeah,
0: That's him not going for the quality of your pizza. That's them going straight for your stock plummet I'm and right. laughing about because, it. Because one, one,
3: I reject the premise. I don't think I'm that funny on the show two when i open up twitter he's wrong i'm very funny and i realize i messed up the metaphor but it was still probably the greatest joke of this it, year it
2: would have been if you got if you got the uh, the phrase uh, right right
3: but I I we'll, have,
0: we'll agree to disagree on that one camera right
3: <laughs> anyhow back to pizza
2: so,
0: so once again, they got no reaction there. So then okay. they, they played off of Papa John's slogan, which, and they made it better pizza, better sales. Still nothing from, still nothing from Papa John. They're just trolling <laughs> Papa John. Then, then they did an emergency update. And it, <laughs> they use every character left in the tweet to do nothing but stock plummeting emoticons to fill up oh the whole block goodness. over a hundred. Wow. Just to go to wow. Papa John's into attempting to make a comeback, which they did <laughs> by changing their Twitter bio to so 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 Papa John's at this point hasn't tweeted any response, and everyone is retweeting DiGiorno's laughing about how savage they are, and this is Papa John's response. Yeah response to briefly change their Twitter bio to the lamest insult ever I don't even see how it's an insult here's what their Twitter bio said frozen pizza equal the equivalent of a participation trophy is that uh, even an insult what, oh are, what are they gosh. trying to say there Jeez. like they need, a, the,
2: they need to hire they need to hire a Wendy's social media person yeah, or something Burger King, like, or anybody. yeah anybody. anybody anybody I mean yeah. when you're Papa John's
0: you need to have a sense of humor about yourself I mean I mean, come on, Denny's. Oh, exactly. Their, their Twitter and and is again, right. like, what's with it? What's with everyone dragging on participation trophies? Like, who cares? Some kids get trophies <laughs> because they participated in the league. That's not quite as big as the one of uh, the kids who won. Who yeah. cares? And why is that equivalent of frozen pizza? What kind How of would, insult is that? I would
2: think people who are pizza fans would say that Papa John's is the equivalent of a participation yeah, trophy. I mean, it's I mean, yeah. just kind of like I'll fine, take it if it's
3: free, but it's not good. Yeah,
4: it's not you like, know that pizza. one came from Papa John
0: himself. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, I right. got this one. He changed all the interns away from the social media.
4: Yeah. It was like, yeah, leave it
0: to a master. Two minutes, he, he's like, on his phone, and then he just slams it down and he slides it over to the team's arm crossed. <laughs> Peyton Manning immediately slaps him in the face and walks out of the room. And am like, I'm done here. I'm done. I do have a real question,
3: though, about how it works within DiGiorno, because I, I think of like, did did the company already, because it's a big company, there's whole, like, they hire people to do yeah. social Do they already have a plan in place that they're like, if there's a moment to throw hardcore shade at these brands, we're we're pre-authorized? Or does somebody who's sitting there manning the Twitter account go, "Got it," picks up the phone, calls? I I think
7: as
2: a twenty-four-year-old whose job it is, I, I mean, the power that the social media kid has at these corporations to boost the brand, the you know, like to to get ardent fans behind them. I mean. It's a lot of power, and there's a lot of like marketing strategies and all this stuff. And I think like they just kind of said they hired this 24 year old kid to like run the social media, and that kid has changed the game. But do you think that's and, really how it happens? Yeah, I don't think I don't because think this that, is
3: like the public face of that's them. what I'm
2: saying. But like I don't think they see it like that. They see ad campaigns and all this other stuff, and social media is a side thing. Yeah, and wow. So, so, yeah, I just think they don't realize the power of social media, and I love it. I, I do too. But it and then you see like the positive impact that like the irreverent approach that. Denny's and Wendy's yeah. and them have. And I guess the brands are just more loose with it now. They're like, okay, go for it. You know, yeah, it's right. working, you know, yeah, it's working. Yeah. That's yeah. How
4: we got. That's how we got Spencer, the relevant media, social media intern, my nephew, who's done a great job so far, He's just ready with all the clapbacks whenever Christianity Today comes out swinging. He's like, I got this one ready to go, guys. He's 12. (laughs) So
0: so the final one was uh, DiGiorno. Well, they've had a bunch since then, but my favorite was they put up a poll after all of this. Because first they said, talked about how their mentions were so up. So they're going to use the platform now. They put up a poll. What pizza are you getting this weekend? And the options were DiGiorno, 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 DiGiorno. Deserno won with 48% of the vote. So, good job,
3: Deserno. <laughs> good job, Deserno. There you go. And thank you Spencer for your hard work.
0: And thank you for that pizza slice. And Jesse. And, and Papa John, thanks <clears throat> for the lame participation joke. Uh, real, real zinger you got there, guy. Real zinger. Uh, what do you have, Tyler? OK,
4: so uh, over in the uh, in the UK this week, the Google was uh, was flying, ta- flying, taking some pictures for Google Earth when they noticed a ju- there was a, a cornfield out in the middle of England that had Sue, the letters S.U.E. Sue spelled out in, um what can only be described as like, it's like five acres that somebody has, um, has carved, has like mowed Sioux into this lot. Kind okay. of like the old, you can imagine the, like the extraterrestrial symbols that we, that made a craze like in yeah. the 60s, like nobody knew what it was. But the instead it's crabs. just the letter Sioux. Crop right. circle. Yeah. So. So this part, and it's Sue, and then it was the letter X after it. And this obviously spread a lot of like widespread, uh, what's going on? Who is Sue? Why is Sue's name written down in the, in the middle of a cornfield? Uh, are the aliens getting more intelligent? Is this the way they think that people communicate with each other? Or is this like a somebody's like sign of like, like they're in love and they're hoping Sue sees this and just kind of like puts the message together, puts the rest of it together on her own. Um, well, it turns out that, the re- that there was an uh, explanation behind this that, to me, when I found out what really happened, it raises a lot more questions than answers. It turns out that, uh, according to the BBC, a farmer named Murray Graham created the message for his wife as a way of apologizing for being, quote, grumpy. His <gasps> son, George, sa- yeah, his son, George, said, I suppose dad wanted to express his love in the most creative way he could, which in this case was writing Sue in a, into a cornfield. Um, a photo of the message then was posted to a Twitter page, and it was shared six hundred thousand times. You could even see it from space; the satellites were able to pick up images of it. So it was—he really went all out in terms of the size. But all it said was Sue's name, and there was an X at the end of it. Um, he told BBC quote, I'm not quite as grumpy and old as perhaps I make out occasionally. That's why I did it.
2: That was him showing his whimsy.
4: Yeah, that was. Yeah. So that's his like big grand gesture. And I think we've all. And now
2: she's all mad because he mowed down like a third of the crop. And well now that
4: that was my thought. So they tried to get his wife uh, on the phone. She was not having it. George said that his dad has been, quote, in the doghouse after, quote, not pulling his weight at home. And he said, I don't know if what he's done is sufficient appeasement for mom, but it's caused a cert stir on social media.
2: All she wanted was yeah. him to do the dishes. You know, like we uh, just yeah. help out around the house and he's out there mowing right. down the crops instead of just doing what she asked. And
0: who would think that gesture is yeah, cool? Who so would be like, oh, everything. Everything's cool now. Uh, uh, you wasted an entire day carving my name into a cornfield. Like, that does nothing for me. <laughs> Gee, thank you. It's an
3: excellent point. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a really you know, good picture. You know of how I these didn't get done to while you are out
2: there in the crops, is, you know, nobody dusted yeah. and nobody got yeah. any yeah, It's, it's like, oh, thanks. A, a yeah. big
0: present that I would have never wanted or nor asked for. So this is, is So
3: big they can see it from space. That's
2: <laughs>
6: from
3: amazing. Space. All right. Andy spelled her name wrong. What do you have, Eddie? No, that's not true. Well, I've got a pretty great size, but uh, for it, Chandler, I'll need my music. Oh, oh nice. okay. By chance, do you recognize this song? Debbie Gibson. Uh, no, pretty close. It's from a very famous movie about dancing. Do you know what it is? I do. No. Go ahead, Jesse. It's Footloose. <laughs> from Footloose, New Yorkers can now legally dance again. What? Since 1920-something, I don't have the date right in front of me, but, you know, date numbers have never been my thing. There has been a law on the books prohibiting public dancing in spaces unless you have what is considered a cabaret license. The law dates back to prohibition and was actually used to, uh, it was for terrible means. There was a guy that did a documentary about it, It, but... Yes, thank God. God, you got to get rid of the music. I'm too into it. It's very <laughs> distracting. I'm not going to lie. So, it's it was actually understood that this cabaret law was implemented in order to keep white people and black people from intermingling and dancing together. Why
2: didn't you just play the song Footloose, by the way?
3: I told him to play this song. I like it. Okay, I like okay, it better. better. Okay. He would have probably played Footloose, but I just <laughs> like this song
5: Footloose. because okay. this
3: is let's hear it for the boys. This is the scene where Kevin Bacon is teaching the I've never seen it. The farmer. Hey, you've never seen it. Why would I see it? Because it's a good movie and you're alive. I, I don't love. know.
0: I would say it's a movie.
3: It's a movie.
0: (laughs) I
2: love it. I think it's great. What social scenario is the person going, hey, we should watch Footloose. You know what I mean? Like I've never been in a situation. I I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't the age, the correct age when it came out. And then like, there's no point uh, later where it's like,
3: I always forget eighties to mid nineties are a zero sum for you. Like you, you didn't really come into it until after you left the house. Yeah, that's true. So this would have all been way, you would have had no reason. Well, anyhow, there's a scene in Footloose where Kevin Bacon, who is the main character, teaches some other country guy. Isn't there something
2: where she dumps a bucket of water on her on a chair? Uh, No, that is uh flash dance oh that's
0: flash yeah. dance Ooh, yeah. can
3: we play the flash dance what if uh can we play the flash dance theme song at the end of this i'll i'll tell you when it's time cameron you find it or okay. chandler what's the difference i think
0: i think you're conflating both the horror film as tyler referenced carrie footloose dirty dancing and what was the other one no footloose the- I, I haven't mixed I, them up. I
2: think i again i never saw no. any of the
0: movies you just said what a
2: feeling Oh, from Flash dance! What a good song. I
3: never saw Dirty Dancing either. That was very forbidden. I need to tell you something. What? And we're going to get a lot of heat from this. Okay. Not that great a movie. Really? Yeah, I did not like it. And I, I don't think we're going to get a lot. We're not going to get a
4: lot of heat. No. <laughs> That's a hot take. Sizzling. <laughs> hot. You, Nobody here takes a stake.
6: Nobody no, but, puts but baby in Maybe corner. this
2: is the lack of a female cast member, the temporary lack of a female cast member. Maybe the, the female perspective is that it was a great movie. And there's just so here's a bunch of guys
3: talking about I, Dirty Dancing. I could see how that's true, but Footloose is a rad movie. And like objectively, really? I think everybody likes Footloose everybody. I like Footloose. I mean, I'm all, fan. All, all white people like Footloose. There you go.
0: Is there or is there not an extended montage where the rebellious Kevin Bacon just can't take the conservative oppression in his small town that he runs to the abandoned warehouse to do an intricate dance choreography all by himself, Eddie.
3: Yeah, that's exactly
0: what happens. Okay,
2: that is definitely an all white people like this movie. <laughs> I mean, kind all, of movie. All of
3: them basically do.
0: Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he's got like a, a mid drift. Cut off t shirt at the time. And it's a lot of, it's very gymnastic dancing. And, but that is, that for him is the ultimate expression of rebellion is dancing in the old abandoned warehouse. Yeah, but
3: what if you weren't allowed to dance? Right, I mean, if they told you, you you can't dance, all
0: right,
2: how can you even live? That's right. like that's like I telling cannot. Jesse he can't do complicated math. You know, it's just like
0: yeah, it's like oh okay. darn, darn, man, it really, 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 really got me there, old John Lithgow, <laughs> Jesse,
3: Jesse, in your context, John Lithgow is in the movie. He was the Dad. In the movie. Oh, I,
0: I liked it better when not knowing that. Yeah, I you just thought it was a super way. strange works character Eddie, actor. See, reference? that's a joke that works either way. Not like a rock and a whatever hard spot. <laughs> so. I need to. We need to pause
3: this rock and a hard spot conversation until propaganda is back on because okay. i love him but we have a, we have a problem um but listen so this law was actually a pretty racist law to keep people uh to keep white people and black people from intermingling and dancing together in harlem jazz bars oh. so it had these Whoa,
2: so it wasn't like public dancing this was in establishments as well
3: yes this was you do not dance unless you well, have, how were any like dance clubs open they had to get what was called a cabaret license and it was a really hard license to get and a lot of people never got the license because uh, the law was only sporadically enforced and it was pretty much enforced even as recently as in the Giuliani era to basically uh, to for like under ra- extreme racial bias. There was a no whole documentary way. done on this ridiculous rule, mm. but this is like one of those laws that's in the books like you always see those like tweets about like old silly laws that existed that nobody yeah, can... Yeah,
0: horses can't eat cereals on Wednesday All that or kind something. of stuff. Like, but yeah, this
3: was sort yeah. of like one of those laws that every once in a while would get brought back up in order to basically be... A, uh, I literally just Googled it. There is a website called dumblaws.com.
2: Yes, yeah, so Dumblaws.com and yeah. they literally just list out state by state the dumbest laws in those states.
3: Right. Well, by a vote of like 49 to 1 or something like that, the city commission overturned it and now... It is okay to dance anywhere you want At any time in New York Including on the street You can tap your feet, you can nod your head You can even dance to the Flashdance song Let's hear it Shh. Just give it till the, Just give mm-hmm. it through the first 16 measures Until it really breaks in Get ready boom, boom, boom. Now, this is can you feel was this was a, like, the, the point where the water drops This is the, the or water or on?
2: right, right at that moment oh. no. How do you know that? Because I'm watching the video. Oh, 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 oh! Yeah, we watch the movie every
0: night. <laughs> Camera, have you found any dumb laws you'd like to share oh, with man. us? Oh man, but, <laughs> but too many, Do not stop this song. Too many. No, literally. In, I mean, in in Florida, doors of all public buildings must open outward. Like, who put that law in the books? Weird. You know, or and then uh, women may be fined for falling asleep under a hairdryer, as can the salon owner. Why would I get fined for? I feel like, look. Again, you guys know my hey. libertarian <laughs> meanings. If I want to fall asleep under any, any head equipment, that's well within my... I'm an American. Oh, not, this is in North Korea. I can fall asleep under a hair dryer if I want to, okay? just It's a warm sensation, and it's very relaxing. <laughs> hey, did you know it's illegal also in Florida to sing in a public place while attired in a swimsuit? Did you know that in Florida, the penalty
2: for horse theft is death by hanging? <laughs>
4: oh, my God. Still. <laughs> Still. And yeah. and then what are you going to do al- with the
2: horse? Also, it is illegal <laughs> yeah, to skateboard. For the of the horse. It is it is illegal to skateboard without a license. That's what it says. Uh, really? How is that even enforceable? What kind of a license <laughs> would you Yeah, where do you get the, where do you uh, get skateboarding the skateboarding license?
0: license? <laughs> In Mississippi, <laughs> it is illegal to teach others What polygamy is (laughs) just having a knowledge of polygamy is against the law. Like it's not a law against polygamy. It's a a, a law against actually defining the word in New York. The penalty for jumping off a building is death. (laughs) The death penalty. Mm -hmm. Mississippi cattle rustling. (laughs) How do (laughs) you know what that is? Like at what point is the cattle rustled uh, is punishable by hanging. That's why I don't go near cows because I don't want to be in violation of that. There's an actual law in New York. uh, Slippers are not to be worn after 10
2: PM.
3: Now that one makes sense. (laughs) Right. You need to be in bed. Jack Donaghy put
2: that in the book. Well, and who wears slippers Uh, in New York actual law, a fine of $25 can be levied for flirting. That probably was put mm. in place because construction workers and stuff. I don't yeah.
3: know. No, that actually, yeah, that seems good. Yeah. 25 seems a little low, though. A little, little light, yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: in Idaho, you may not fish on a camel's back.
0: <laughs> uh, Do you know, Idaho, you know that was Ida- because of one incident? One guy, <laughs> something bad happened while I was fishing on a camel's back, and they're like, listen, we got, this can never happen again. This has to be explicitly <laughs> clear in the law.
2: Also in, in Idaho, writing a merry-go-round
0: on Sundays
2: is considered a crime.
0: In Ohio, it is illegal to get a fish drunk, which I mean, I don't even know how you would go about I didn't I don't know how you go about doing that. If they're gonna, gonna keep also reading this, le- can I give you more songs to fade in and out? <laughs> <laughs> it is illegal. In in Ohio, it's not, last one, and
2: last last one in Arkansas. It's strictly prohibited to pronounce Arkansas incorrectly. There is a law that says it. You know, like Arkansas. So there you go. All right. Well that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next. Katie Davis Majors joins us.
7: You didn't even call to wish me sweet dreams I really thought we made a sweet team uh-huh. But don't cry Consider this a lullaby My
2: sweet dreams You're listening to Borns with the little line through it. <laughs> Bjorns. I don't know. The song is Sweet Dreams. Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? What if hiring could be easier, more streamlined, and less time-consuming? So even when you're busy, you could still be smart about the way you hire. Uh, With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then, ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Relevant. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Relevant. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Relevant. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Katie Davis majors is a missionary activist and author whose latest book daring to hope recently became a New York times bestseller. Oh, I've heard of this while still in her twenties. Katie moved to Uganda where she would go on to adopt 14 children and start the organization. Amazema ministries that cares for vulnerable children and families in the country. Imagine that in your twenties. Yeah. Katie
6: adopts 14
2: children. She's incredible. She's incredible. She's now married. Um, yeah, big that's, family.
3: That's got to be a funny date like, hey, there's probably something you need to know about me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before we go much further.
2: I went to a Christian <laughs> university. They I, said some weird stuff to me. I have kids.
0: I, yeah. I, have four, I fourteen. I think it'd be fun to have a tail. I <laughs> often, wonder, often wonder about life with magnetic fingers. And I got 14 kids. So yeah, 14. what's up with you? What's your, what's your thing on the tail? Yeah, and
3: you're going to have to move to Uganda. So anyway. Yeah.
2: We recently spoke with Katie about the book and how everyday people can change the world. Here is Katie Davis Majors.
4: If you don't mind uh, uh, reflecting a little bit, uh, I'm sure you've been thinking about this a lot lately, uh, expectations to reality, from what you thought it might be like 10 years ago to 10 years later, looking back on all that's happened, uh, what are the biggest changes or the biggest differences between what you thought it'd be like and what it's actually been like?
6: Sure. I mean, I think honestly, when I first moved here, I didn't think that I would still be here in 10 years. Uh, I I was really surprised when I moved over here on a one-year commitment to know that 10 years later I would be here with um, a huge family and a husband and a a growing ministry. None of that was (laughs) really ever in my my plan, I guess. Um, When I moved here, I had intended to stay here for a year to teach kindergarten. And so a lot, a lot, a lot has changed in 10 years, in that first year that I was here was really when I noticed um, just the need for more family support. A lot of kids here are unnecessarily institutionalized uh, due to just like lack of finances from their parents or guardians. And so I was working in an orphanage and seeing a lot of kids being taken into the orphanage that really had parents and relatives who cared about them a lot, but just didn't have the financial means to provide for them. So after a lot of thought and prayer, that's how Mazima was born, just out of a desire to come alongside families and support them with their financial needs. Um, One of the biggest financial needs here is definitely paying for school, because school isn't free. So that's a big one that we help with, as well as some medical care and some nutritional support when needed. But I, I mean, even then, 10 years ago, I first started helping with two little girls and then four. And then maybe ten children. So I never thought we'd be where we are now. We have uh, over six hundred children in our sponsorship program. And then just last year, we opened a secondary school that has seventy students this year, and that'll grow by seventy students every year until it's at capacity with about five hundred. And even to say that, I kind of feel like, well, you know, I'll be on the road where I am today, and thinking the exact same thing. Um, and then as far as expectations, you know, it's funny, it sounds kind of silly and maybe a bit naive to say it, but I do really think I moved here with um, a, a bit of a mentality of, of I'm going to help people, you know, and I'm going to change things. And I think the longer and longer I've lived here and maybe just the older I've gotten, you know, it's like the more you know, the more you know that you don't know, um, I think just you know, the more the Lord has grown me, the more I see how truly I have to lean into Him for the answers and that there's, you know, there's there's nothing about this that is me changing anybody's life or me saving anything, but more that, you know, God has been gracious to grow me, um, to allow me to make mistakes and also to refine me through those mistakes.
4: There's a, uh, there's what you're doing is, is obviously uh, unusual. It's not something that everybody is going to be called to or or is practically going to be able to do. But based just on your experience for people who are considering going overseas, even for just a season, even if it's not for 10 years, what are just some practical things that you've learned in your time that you feel like would be helpful, things you wish you had known when you started out?
6: That's a great question. I, I think I would just say, commit to be a learner. You know, I I think so often we feel like we need to put ourselves in the position of teacher or leader or helper um, and just commit to be a learner. I I wish I had asked so many more questions. I, I just think there's so, so much we can learn from the people that we think we are coming to serve. And especially if you're moving or going to spend time in a different culture, there's there's so much to be learned. So that would be my number one tip is just commit to be a learner. Learn the language, learn the culture, you know, always assume that you do not know and always ask the local people or the people you're serving to tell you. And I was very blessed when I first moved here to live with the Ugandan family and they were quick to tell me all the things that I was doing wrong. Um, <laughs> But, but I'm really thankful for that experience because I feel like it has it's given me a knowledge of the culture that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I didn't have to kind of submit myself to this family that I was living with and live their lifestyle. Um, I also think, you know, it's, it's similar, but just go with open hands. You never know where the Lord might lead you or what He might show you, and it might be quite a bit different than what you thought.
4: What was it about the idea for Daring to Hope that made you feel like, yes, this is the book that I want to write? This is the message that I that I want to put into the next book?
6: I've been journaling. I mean, I always I always write. I just have been writing for myself and not not for anybody else. And I feel like God just kind of slowly was speaking this big message of hope to me and um, teaching me about who He was you know when no one else was looking and who he was when there were no accolades or no applause and nobody was saying oh you're so amazing I, I wish I wish I could do what you were doing I feel like God was speaking to me that he still saw our family and he still saw us serving him and um, that grew my trust in him so much And um, you know I, I did we went through a pretty dark season where several good friends of ours died and I did really wrestle with God and who he was and his goodness that I kind of always just blindly believed in. I felt like I needed to figure out if that was true for me. So just a year and a half, maybe a little over that year Mm -hmm. and a half ago, I felt like God really kind of just impressed upon me like, hey, this message that, that I've been teaching you. All these years, you know, 6 years this this isn't just for you and it's it's time to share
2: it. That was Katie Davis Majors. Stay tuned up next, the band Joseph joins us.
5: One time for the Lord, one time for the cause. And one round of applause, one time for Fraser T. Smith from the courts. I feel we got one. I stay prayed up, then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail's you, but I'm God's son. But I'm up now, look at what God's done. No, I'm real tall, look at what God did. On the main stage, running around topless. My phone flips, then I tell him that we got this. This is God's plan, they can never stop this. Like, wait right there, could you stop my verse? You saved this kid, and I'm not your first. It's not by blood, and it's not by birth. But oh my God, what a God I serve. Listen
2: to Stormzy. Featuring Mnek Okay, listen The song is Blinded by Your Grace Part 2 This song, when you hear the whole thing It's crazy Stormzy is, you know, the top dude in the grime scene The British rap scene, basically The grime scene And uh, part one of Blinded by Your Grace is good But part two, we got the gospel choir And man, that, that song It's crazy Go check it out The band Joseph consists of three sisters from Portland, known for their infectious indie pop and stirring vocal harmonies. We recently spoke with Megan Klosner about how she convinced her sisters to leave their jobs and start the band, Uh, the importance of family, and the inspiration for their spiritually infused music. A lot of relevant uh, listeners are fans of Joseph, and they are featured in the new issue of Relevant. Here's another part of the interview we have with them.
3: With the band, comma... The band.
2: yeah yeah it's the the band is called joseph
3: right it's not the band but Harry. their social media is the band joseph
0: yeah well, well when you google joseph it's i do it's, feel they like a competition a lot they of technicolor dream
3: coats are going to pop up in your search
2: results <laughs> so just
3: google the band joseph and you're good <laughs> yeah. i might be the only person that's having a hiccup with this so i think we can move forward
2: all right without any further ado here is the band joseph it's joseph <laughs>
4: You started out as uh, just doing some some solo uh, singer-songwriter works, and then you invited your sisters to to join you and start a band. What was, uh, what was their reaction when you asked them? Was there any of, like, you're out of your mind. I can't just drop what I'm doing and start touring and going on the road? Or was, were they pretty much on board from the get-go?
1: I really don't think that they knew what they were getting into, honestly. And they would say that if you asked them. Um, it was... At the time, I was just kind of singing in living rooms and coffee shops and Johnny Carino's Italian restaurants with sports playing above my head. So it was like, you know, that was the extent of what it looked like, what I'd experienced for touring. And we didn't grow up like, going to shows, really, or understanding the world of live music. So when I, you know, volleyed the idea to them, I don't think... I mean, I had an inkling, but I don't think even I knew any anything like what we are doing now, you know? It really, um, Megan and Ali had no idea. So it was like, I just kind of, you know, said, what do you think? And I said, sure, we'll sing, we'll sing backup for you, for your stuff. And then it was like the first or second time we were seen together, I had this moment where I was like,
7: oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is going to be a different thing. And over time kind of had to take them to shows and slowly kind of reveal what this was like. Don't know what to say, don't know what to do,
4: Do you feel like now that you're, uh, you guys are so busy, you're 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 touring a lot, and and obviously you've got a lot uh, writing on your on your albums and your releases now. Is it different or more challenging to write to write now than it was uh, back when you were just writing song? You know, they were, these songs were just for you, and you didn't know if anybody would ever hear them.
1: I mean, I think that it really challenges a solid inner compass. You know, it really. Because you do have so many more voices giving opinions and you have so many different cooks in a kitchen and you also have this broader range of people that you want to please, honestly. Sure. And it's um it's easy to I think we experienced it more and kind of like went through it more with the last album where we realized Okay, so the audience that we've gathered here, they really like these hopeful anthemic triumph songs. You know, and we've gotten a lot of feedback about that, so we should probably write more of those. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how starting with that in mind only produces, you know, falsity. You know what I mean? It's just sure, like it's sure. not it only ma- it only it's a you're trying it on; it's not, it's not real. And it was a process of realizing, like, oh, okay, okay. So, actually, instead of trying to create something and then live into it, we just have to like be still and quiet and listen to what's already inside and the actual things we're going through and feeling, and then write about that. Yeah. And that was when, like, you know, vegan had a moment. And and wrote the, what ended up becoming like the title track of the album, which she was just literally writing in her journal and saying, She was trying to write songs. She was like, I can't say a true thing. It's hard to be that honest. Yeah. There's always these two thoughts in my head that come one right after the other. I'm like, no, you're not. And it's like, oh, there's a song, you know?
7: Don't cover our
4: All said and done, uh, like at the end of the day, what do you? What would you hope if you got to pick? Uh, what would you hope that Joseph's legacy is? What do you hope it's remembered for?
1: Um, we talk about that a lot, just kind of what what we're trying to give people um, at shows and through the music. And honestly, we just want people to feel like they're not the only one who feels a certain way. You know, that sense of. Mm. Me too, that happens, you know. Yeah. And hopefully, the shows are like a chance to, you know, take a moment with yourself, and hopefully, the songs enter in the listener, like an experience and a meeting with themselves that they can kind of think through and be honest about things that they're feeling.
2: That was Joseph. Stay tuned up next. Now are the feedback.
3: Now are they a bander? Or... <laughs> no, it's just Wait, a... do we just have a guy
7: on named Joseph? I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, do you have an interview with a guy Joseph? Joseph? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Joseph? I don't know. It was
4: a slow week. We, we, he's an interesting. He's a nice guy. He Has some good thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: ran into this guy Joseph. And uh, he's got some thoughts about magnetic things. Oh, he runs, he he runs the
2: Deterno uh, social media accounts. The guy's yeah, he's, the best.
3: Yeah, he's so funny.
0: So, so it's great. I've never, I've never really thought about a tail before. <laughs> <laughs> it's about forty-five minutes later. He still doesn't know whether he think it'd be fun.
4: Is there a connection between hairiness and holiness? Absolutely. From John the Baptist to St. Francis to Charles Spurgeon, godly men have been growing beards since the beginning of time. In Bearded Gospel Men, authors Jared Brock and Aaron Alford bring you a book that may change your life and make it a whole lot hairier. Visit beardedgospelmen.com to discover the hairy path of holiness as you learn about a new bearded hero of the faith each day for 31 days. That's beardedgospelmen.com.
2: To Bishop Briggs The song is Dream was my high school nickname Okay, it's time for your feedback uh, Last week on the show We, I don't know why Why we got talking about this But we asked you What's the funniest or weirdest thing That's happened to you on a flight Remember, we are recording this mm-hmm. uh, episode very early in the week. So, yeah, so one if, if, you, if, you, if you if you if you posted throughout the week, um, sorry, we haven't seen it by the time we recorded.
3: Sure, it's great.
2: Yeah, but sorry. Well, people can go uh, at Roland Podcast, or they could look on the podcast episode page from last week and, uh, and see all the replies. But here's a few that caught our eye. Uh,
0: Brooke O. Her response was simply an image she found. <laughs> An image she evidently took and posted on Twitter from an airport. So I guess that counts as feedback. That says, I found Jesse's carry doppelganger in the Boston airport. And I'm sorry, Brooke, this guy looks nothing like me. I, I'm I'm a little insulted and uh, I'm going to block you. I've never blocked anyone. I feel you, man. I I get this a few times a year where somebody
2: will be like, they'll tag me and they'll be like, hey, my friends told me I look like that guy from Relevant.
0: And they'll post a picture of themselves and I'm like, Man, that's just insulting. But yeah, well, mm. it just happened maybe, last maybe, night. It could be I'm not self-aware. It could be uh, I'm prideful. It could be I'm blocking Brooke O and reporting her to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess which one is happening? This I'm gonna, I'm gonna I got a new buddy over here, Joseph, who's been hanging out for the pod, uh, <laughs> thinking about different tail scenarios. I'll ask him to do that. <laughs> He said he said the resemblance is uncanny, so I asked him to leave. So we won't be hearing we won't be hearing from Joseph and his opinion about tales anytime soon.
4: <laughs> this is uh, I wasn't aware of this, but according to to Doug McGregor, relevant favorites Johnny Swim did one of those live at thirty five concerts for Southwest, like the on air flight performances. Nah. Yeah. Oh, no, oh no. The video they posted of it looked super awkward. Well, yeah. I would oh, imagine yeah, that's like the ultimate worst-case scenario of what we were talking about earlier with well, Bonavere but you're on a flight to Booth and it's we like Johnny Swim I'm a big, I'm a fan of Johnny Swim but I do not want to hear Johnny Swim on the southwest flight I'm
2: sorry yeah, guys no one
0: does no one
4: does
3: Yeah
2: we got uh, talking about that last week it's it's okay. just awful
3: I won't get into Matt's entire feedback but I will say that he was flying back from Israel he was doing some work over there yeah and he got interrogated pretty intensely yeah. about his feelings about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah. And it... I have, too. Really?
2: Why I did... got detained. What are they doing? Uh, I mean, you know, when you go into the Tel Aviv airport, they scan your luggage in front of you, and then, yeah. like, they go through all your bags, the stuff you're checking. And if there's stuff in there they don't like, they'll pull you aside.
3: Like, what would there be in there? The fir- I mean, he had, like, film equipment or something.
2: The first, the first time I went over there, everybody else in my group went to their flights, you know? And I was detained and they didn't know that. And so I was put in a, it was about the size of a phone booth and it was just, they took everything. They took my phone, my laptop. They took my apparel that I was wearing. Wow. And I was left there in my underwear alone and they didn't tell me what I had done. Was it cold? Uh, It was. Yeah. I mean, you're and you're like in a foreign country, you have no rights and you're detained and they left me alone for 15 minutes asked me a, came in asked me a million questions and then eventually just returned everything and i was on my way it was bizarre wow i mean it, it, they do that to just scare you you know remind you that you don't have any rights here it
3: worked i was scared yeah, yeah I it was
2: part of it, it was not good
0: he's louise yeah. Yeah. yeah so i feel you joseph yeah. or whatever that whoever that was Speaking of Joseph, he's trying to get back in. No one cares what you think about tails, <laughs> Joseph. Go away. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had his chance. He had a chance, but he blew it. He blew it. He knew He knew that picture looked nothing like me. Bethany had a story that was sort of like that episode please of... Please read
3: every word of it. I love this one so yeah, much. I,
0: this is wild. See, I didn't think it was that wild. She met someone... Okay, Eddie, you explain it, and I'll tell you why I don't think <laughs> no, it's wild. No, 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 no. I just want you to read the end of it. I did. I read the end of it. And that's what I want to get to. But I first want to like she was on a plane and with next to someone. And Eddie, if I'm butchering something that you or Tyler that you guys think is wild, please help me out. But she was on a plane with someone. And the next flight, she got to know the person. The next flight, she ended up being on that same plane. And the next flight, that person was next to her friend on a plane. I don't think that's wild because I've done I've had that before where on an international trip and like the person books a ticket at the same time and you're flying by the same people, but they became friends and uh, they, they connected on Facebook and the last line is, unfortunately our friend died of natural causes of few, I don't know why I'm laughing. Yes. <laughs> oh.
3: Oh.
7: Of life, <laughs> that
0: is but my exactly why I didn't, like, didn't want to read that. Cause it, was, Cause it
3: was such a left
0: turn. All of a sudden I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> it was it really says nowhere. that the friend is a Christian and she knows we'll see you again one day. But it, the, a lot of the sites reminded me of that episode of the office where Will Farrell and Steve Carell first meet and they're both waiting at the bar and they're waiting for each other. Like it's yeah. like not a coincidence because obviously. and that, that I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just a little uh oh, tardy like Oh, you are way Bethany, too late, but, Jesse. Uh, I, I you know, I think that it's cool, I guess. I'm mean, sorry okay. for your loss, but I'm,
3: I am uh, so sorry to our friend that yeah. wrote that in at Jesse's yeah. comments. That was a pretty okay. insensitive way to handle that, Jesse. Yeah.
2: yeah. They're going to um, they're going to they're going to tweet at you with a bunch of the arrow down signs. Yeah,
3: Jesse's stock oh, down, Eddie's Eddie's, way down. Eddie's plummeting, stock plummeting. plummeting.
2: Down to. Yeah. Chandler's stock up. Chandler's stocks. Yeah, on. Chandler's had a nice time week. To yeah, time to invest. So, if you're picking so, futures, yeah, I'd, I'd bet on Chandler. I right bet now. on Chandler too. Someone yeah. tweeted me
0: a picture of a Mexican restaurant called Guapos. I appreciate that. So okay, there you go. I'll All right, that. well that'll do it for last week's feedback, yeah, or at
2: least at least one days of last week's feedback. Yeah. Um, you can chime in on the site. Okay, aside for this week's
3: editorial question
2: of the week. Okay, so earlier in the in the podcast, we got to know our new managing editor Andre Henry with some hard hitting questions, and we (laughs) thought for this week's question of the week, we would pose some to you. (laughs) And uh, for this week's
0: question of the week, I'm going to toss it over to Jesse the Guapo (laughs) Carey. Jesse Carey, everybody. You're going to answer two questions for us this week, two, and I'm, two going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to read them as they appear in my app <laughs> that I'm going to use to interview people on this podcast. Yeah. There's a great test run. Can I add a third question of the week since we're just going off the rails and asking a bunch of questions? Is this segment a good idea or a terrible one? Oh, because oh, I, I thought it was right going to be hilarious. Now I'm very much second guessing myself. So, 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 so,
2: so the segment idea is
0: that we get thought
2: leaders, like not exaggerating, like N. T. Wright and <laughs> yes. others, on the show. But rather than doing the same old same old conversations with these people, we these. read their books, whatever. Jesse had the idea that we ask random <laughs> app generated questions to these thought
0: leaders.
3: It is as <laughs> bad an idea as I hey, have ever heard from a Hey, you should see
0: me. the wow. email. I've actually <laughs> wow. pitched this to a couple of wow. people who want to come on and do it. But I might cancel their appearances. Uh, oh, you I'm should sure. see my pitch email. You should see... My, can I? Re- should I read my pitch email real yeah, quick? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear it real quick. Derek okay. oh. Jesse Carey from the right, Sports... Dear <laughs> Sir or Madam. Relevant as a sports
3: <laughs> podcast. You probably heard <laughs> it. In Chicago Tribune. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I'm reading it now and after we did it with Andre, I think this will go terribly. Um... Uh, the guest appearance would be for a new segment where thinkers, leaders, and influences come on and we ask them icebreaker style questions. They would mostly be funny. Would you rather type of questions as well as some, some somewhat serious ones and give our audience a new perspective on some of their favorite writers, influences, and artists. Oh we can also goodness. chat about blank your new, uh, project. Oh, they no. come on and I say, what do you think about tales?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean technically technically the email is accurate, which is why I've had a couple of people agree to come on, which I will be promptly canceling.
7: <laughs>
0: all right, all right, all right. So for
2: this week's quest of the week, take it away, Jesse the Guapo Carey.
0: Okay, these are the two that we've been debating the whole podcast right. and I, I'm gonna open it up. Okay. What would it be like to have magnetic fingertips? <laughs> <laughs> and the wording is important. It has to be word for word from the yeah end. Right, right. <laughs> so that's open ended. <laughs> right, what it, would it be like?
3: How generically bad would
0: it right is? Mean, I mean, some of you can answer. I mean, theoretically, you can answer one word if you wanted to, or you could get deep into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and it's a this twofer. Is this t- is the first time th-
2: in f- in uh, twelve years that we've ever had two editorial questions of the week.
0: They seem, and the other you know, they the see. other one is a yes or no but I'm hoping people get more into their answer. Well, we want to know the why. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it would be fun to have a tail? <laughs> just, this is an app that's in the app store, and I was going to play this with thought leaders. That email went out, and there are agreements made. There's a I'm line some, queuing up at the door of thought leaders who want to play your silly game. And you think I'm joking. You think I'm joking. No, I don't. I'm going to have to cancel these. No, empty right say, hey, that no. that's off to the audience. If the audience says they want to hear it, we're going to give the people what they want. Yeah, what, other, what other podcasts are going to get that?
3: This sounds like when when like actors have to do like press junkets, and yeah. they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, sure. As long as you manage the movie, sure. I'll, I'll play ping pong with you. All
2: right. Well, if you want to answer those two questions, and then also tell us if you think Jesse should move forward with this segment, uh, hit us up <laughs> on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts or you can post your replies, <laughs> your longer replies, on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. And tell me who you want to appear on that segment because there's a good (laughs) chance to (laughs) already reach out to them. We'll get
4: them. All
2: right. On that note, uh, many thanks to uh, this week's sponsors for making the episode possible. Remember, HelloFresh, you can get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh by going to hellofresh.com slash relevant and entering offer code relevant30. Also, thanks to ZipRecruiter. You can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant to post jobs for free. Go do that. Have you hired? You've gotten a lot. of. You've. Uh, yeah, well, we posted an accounting job and a sales job. We got a lot of qualified candidates. That's amazing. Yeah. And also, thanks to our guests for joining us this week. Katie Davis Majors' book is Daring to Hope, and it's out now. You can follow her on Twitter at Katie in Uganda. That's a good uh, Twitter handle. That's a great her. one. Yeah.
3: Very specific.
2: Uh, also, thanks to Joseph for joining us. Their EP, Stay Awake, is out now, and you can follow them on Twitter at The Band Joseph.
3: They should have had the band comma <laughs> There's <laughs> no
2: commas in
0: Twitter. They, they had to but spell it. They should it have spelled it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, hey, right now, the new issue of relevant just came out last week. We told you about it. Um, uh, Anthony Anderson from Blackish is on the cover. There's a lot of great content in the issue. Uh go check it out at relevant uh, you can view the whole issue there. You can also get it on newsstands nationwide, particularly Barnes and Noble's carry us pretty deeply. Um, and if you like what you see, get the magazine. You can subscribe at relevant magazine.com. There's a special deal going on now. I think you'll like it. Um And it also makes a good uh, Christmas gift. If you're thinking about that. That's a good idea. Think about that. The gift that keeps on giving all year long. You get credit all year long. That is what's really. It's a pretty good deal. You get the the credit on that note. We'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie. I'm Chandler Strang. The the man Eddie. Yeah, I'm
3: Eddie in Orlando. I guess would be my Twitter (laughs)
2: name, right? (laughs) Eddie in Orlando, right? Right. Yeah, Uh, there's uh, the man Chandler.
0: (laughs) I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee.
4: All right, we'll see you next week. Nice
0: show today, Chandler.
4: Good, Good job. job. Good job, Chandler.
3: Good Good like, what's
4: the That's, like? That's how I wanted
3: to end the show. It's by a thumbnail.
6: Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.